Welcome to the Minnesota Geek Animal Stories Podcast. This is episode number 10, Gordon, part 2. My last episode about Gordon, my chocolate Labrador retriever, we talked a little bit about uh, raising him as a puppy, and then at the end of the episode, I mentioned that something bad happened when he turned to be about nine months old. I'd mentioned earlier that I had already begun taking Gordon to school with me on occasion, and when I had him at school with me, I uh, the office that I had, I had a had room for a dog bed for him, and I had trained him that when I was out of the room, he was to lay on the dog bed and lay quietly and not get up from there. And that had worked very well with previous dogs that I had trained. I had done the same with Emmett, and they knew that they weren't supposed to move from there. As well, um, I had my office door had locks on it, so um, I wasn't going to have anybody inadvertently you know, let them out and let them go wandering around the school that I worked at. But I did have a few co-workers that had keys to my office and uh, would often come through my office to grab a piece of equipment or on their way to another room since my office was sort of a crossroads between uh, different parts of the building. And in particular, one of my colleagues, a woman, a woman named Iris that I worked with, uh, would often come through there. And Iris was definitely a dog lover and had always stopped and greeted Emmett and petted him even when Emmett was sleeping and um, Emmett had always greeted that warmly um, and she had done the same with Gordy a number of times uh, and everything had been fine and then one day I was in the main office and the media uh, specialist for our building came and found me in the office and said you need to come to the media center right away um, your dog bit Iris and I thought, what? That doesn't sound right. I thought maybe he was playing a joke on me. And I ran up to the media center right away, and Iris was standing there with a uh, a bloody rag you know, held on her face to stop the bleeding, and she was crying. And uh, She had been bitten in the face, actually, in the lip by Gordy. And uh, for no apparent reason, she had leaned down to pet Gordy, and Gordy had just suddenly sat up and bit her in the face. Uh, I was, of course... Uh, absolutely horrified about this and I went to the main office real quickly and explained what had happened and that I needed to get Gordy out of there and I uh, you know put him put a leash on him and immediately took him home and you know felt horrible that this had happened to, I to Iris uh, she and I were friends and um, you know had a mutual love for dogs and here one of my dogs had bit her and hurt her and um, I wasn't sure how bad it was going to be. I knew she was bitten in the face, and it turned out she needed a couple stitches to close up the hole. And the end result was, um, you know, Iris, bless her heart, felt worse about it than I did. She she felt bad because, you know, it was sort of a, a mark against my reputation as someone who worked with animals. And you know, here my animal had done something bad. Uh, the long story short is that was the turning point for Gordy. That was the first time that he had bitten somebody, but it, it wouldn't be the last. And over the course of the next couple years, um, we'd stopped training Gordy to be a, um, a demo dog for helping paws for obvious reasons. And occasionally, for, for reasons that we were not able to explain, he would simply bite. And this was particular, and, and not only just bite people, but he'd also attack the other dogs in the household. And we had a number of occasions where um, we had been bit or... Uh, both my wife and I, uh, with no warning, he'd be licking your face one second and then munching on your arm the next. Um, and we had a behaviorist come out and talk with him, uh, talk with us about him. We talked to our vet about him, and and essentially it came down to that that this was not a there was something wrong with this dog's head, that uh, his his threshold for biting was really high. It did not seem to take much to get him to bite, 
for whatever reason and he gave no warning that he was going to do it and that was the the more frustrating part you know he he'd be you know real sweet and and cuddling with you in the next second he'd be biting you um and clearly that was going to be a huge problem um as a pet since we couldn't have him around other people and we certainly couldn't have him around other dogs either so we had to change our lives we were constantly on on you know guard to make sure that he wasn't going to get near somebody and bite them you know by accident when we were out walking the dogs um, if anybody approached us they had to stay away from Gordy I had to you know uh, keep real close tabs on what he was doing uh, and if anybody came to our house he had to be kenneled um, he wasn't allowed to interact with other people or any other dogs uh, and it got to be real real frustrating for us to have to deal with that and this went on for a couple years where we had changed our lives to deal with the behavior of this dog and and unfortunately the the episodes where he would start to do uh, where he'd start to bite um, got closer and closer together the final straw came on a Sunday morning we had uh, a tradition in our household that when we were if we made pancakes on Sunday morning we would line up the dogs right next to each other and each of the dogs would get a lick of the of the spoon full of pancake batter and they would do it in in pack order and so uh, Bell always went first and got her one lick and then Emmett got his one lick and then Gordy finished up with his lick and uh, that Sunday for whatever reason um, you know Bell and Emmett both had their licks and, and were sitting there hoping maybe they'd get a second and I uh, offered the spoon to Gordy and he reached out to lick the spoon and instead of licking it turned and grabbed Emmett by the head and of course Emmett as I've I, I think I've mentioned in other podcasts Emmett has a fear of other dogs and in particular he's been attacked by a couple of other dogs and uh, so if he gets attacked by another dog or um, he'll he'll fight back and uh, it got real ugly and uh, suddenly I had a, a mass of flying fur and gnashing teeth and and I, I honestly thought that these two dogs were gonna kill each other um, so I did what I could to try and break it up and they weren't listening to me and finally I reached in to try and grab um, some collars and pull them apart and I got bit um, got uh, punctured pretty uh, handily um, and actually pretty handily in my hand um, and finally managed to get them pulled apart uh, dragged him down the stairs and put him in um, uh, one of our big dog kennels in the meantime um, my wife managed to corner him and get him calmed down and it turned out that not only had I gotten bit uh, but um, Emmett had gotten bit pretty severely. His his uh, ear flap was torn uh, all the way through and was bleeding profusely. So we had to rush him off to the vet. Um, and I don't know if you've ever if you've never seen a torn ear flap. Uh, torn ear flaps because they're cartilage. They don't tend to heal very well, and they also bleed in an incredible amount. So he still has a notch in his ear to this day from that particular event. After we got Emmett's ear flap taken care of at the emergency vet. I went off to the uh, urgent care and got the bite wound on my hand taken care of. In retrospect, I probably should have gone and, and taken care of the bite on my hand earlier. They cleaned it out. It was just one single puncture mark. One of the canine teeth had punctured my the back of my hand and it had gone almost all the way through. Um, and they gave me some. They cleaned it out, gave me some antibiotics, and it turned out uh, that it, it ended up getting badly infected. Despite the antibiotics, um, I ended up having to. Um, get into the doctor and get a different kind of antibiotics and I if I hadn't reacted right away to the second set of antibiotics they would have admitted me to the hospital for IV antibiotics because it the, the infection had gotten really bad really quickly but that was the day that that it became clear that that we couldn't keep Gordy around uh, it was 
too big of a risk to us and to our other dogs that he was going to seriously injure somebody. Um, and there didn't seem to be anything we could do to predict when that was going to happen or prevent it from happening. And so it became clear that, that uh, we couldn't keep Gordy anymore. And so we made the, the really difficult decision to have him put down. And we'll talk more about that in the last episode of Gordy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>